Hey up, my name's Ben, and this is the 2021 Advent Calendar by the YYY Files. In this special series, I'll be here with a mini episode every day in the run-up to Christmas, talking about something synonymous with Stoke City. Thankfully, I'm not alone, as I've drafted in one of the greatest Stoke City experts out there to guide us to Advent. He's the Sue to my Stan, Martin Cook. Again, these are getting tricky now. Day 21, we're nearly at the end of the calendar, but but I wanted to do one that sounded nice. No, I I, I thought thought that one was decent. I enjoyed that You thought that was decent? Good. Yeah, I'll I'll take that one. That's decent. We'll we'll take it. Good. (laughs) Uh, I'm happy if you're happy and everyone else you have to put up with it because we're getting, like I say, pretty late into this now and we're running out of ideas. Day 21. (laughs) In the last episode, we were talking about Frank Sue, which is uh, Stoke City great of around nearly 100 years ago now. Day 21 is of another player, not of quite so long ago, you're talking around 50 years ago. It's called The Finest Debut, this episode. We'll go on to talk about why in a minute. Alan Hudson is the topic of this episode in the Advent Calendar. Um, Alan Hudson, for those who don't know, was an iconic Stoke City midfielder for a couple of seasons. Joined from Chelsea, no less, who, as we pointed out in, I think, one of the previous episodes, we had just beaten the League Cup final. Correct. Yeah. See, it's, it's all ties in perfectly. It like does. All the episodes do. It's, it's almost like we know what we're doing. <coughs> no. Um, but yeah you're right so Alan Hudson is an iconic figure for a certain generation of Stoke City supporters he was an incredible player an incredibly charismatic figure off the pitch as well and he encapsulated what was probably two or three of the best seasons in the club's most recent history yeah definitely I I mean I think we'll talk about this sort of period, maybe a little bit more in depth as we go down the line, but we mentioned the League Cup and that was a great period for us. We were in European football around this time as well. And Alan Hudson was was just, just, just even signing him from Chelsea must have been a huge deal at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And in many respects, Hudson was seen as sort of being the final piece of our jigsaw. We had won the League Cup a couple of years earlier. Um, we were starting to push forwards and there was some tentative talk about challenging for titles. And you know, the general consensus is, is that Tony Waddington saw Hudson as one of those last pieces in the jigsaw um, to try and turn us into genuine challenges for the title. So signing him was a big deal and he had an, an instant impact on the team. And the partnership that he that he pulled together and had with Jimmy Greenhoff, we've mentioned a couple of times before, um, was spectacular to say the least. And before we talk about that debut, let's let's talk about that partnership with Jimmy Greenhoff, who, as you say, we we may have touched on gently in a couple of prior episodes, but you know, Jimmy Greenhoff is to put it into context for some people, I think we talked about him on the podcast in other episodes through the years one of the best players to have never played for England, right? And mm-hmm. and to to have him alongside Hudson, no wonder people were talking about title challenges down at Stoke. Yeah, so Jimmy Greenhoff was always seen as sort of one of the best or great greatest players that didn't play for England. He was a really classy, skillful forward 
and he just developed this intrinsic partnership where he seemed to understand what Hudson was doing and Hudson seemed to understand what runs that Greenoff was doing and the partnership just hit the ground running. It wasn't something developed over time. It was just two players of absolute quality that just, just clipped straight away. Mm-hmm. But that sort of was where we were at at a club at the time. We had players of that standard and of that quality in the team, you know, and, and their partnership was a big part of the next two or three years where we, we started to try and turn ourselves into championship contenders. I'm trying to think of as my time as a football supporter, some of the some of the great strike partnerships that I can think of. Dan at Stoke, maybe Fuller Sadibi in other teams, maybe Suarez and Surridge. Sturridge. Oh my god. I get confused. Normally people say Surridge is inside of Sturridge. No, no, normally people say Sur- Sturridge instead of Surridge, and I'm saying Sturridge instead of Surridge. This is getting very confusing. Yeah, it's 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 well, unlike Stoke, in my opinion, to have such a great strike partnership such as that, and and perhaps epitomised no more so than, as I suggested, the title of this podcast is the finest debut. Alan Hudson's debut for Stoke was in a one-one draw against Liverpool in 1974, and it was excellent. Am I right? Yeah, correct. So. Stan Willis, who um, people may or may not know, was or is a legendary figure at Wolves and helped lead them to a couple of league titles. So he was commentating on the day and he basically described Hudson's performance as the best debut he'd ever seen, which coming from Willis, who was a, a really well-respected, um, intelligent figure in the game, you know, that was some compliment to have. But that basically just sets up the next one in the game. So from Hudson's debut, Stoke lost only two of the last nine of the next 19 games. <laughs> you know, that, that's the kind of impact that he came in and had straight away. So he was a special player, absolutely. And anyone who's seen him play um, will tell you the same. In, in much better words than I could ever do. Well, I was going to, there must be some people listening to this podcast. I imagine there's a handful who will have seen. Alan Hudson and maybe Jimmy Greenhoff with him play together. And that must have been, you know, really special to have seen that. But otherwise, you're going to have to take my word, uh, Martin's word, and then Stan Cullen's word as well for it. I know there's stuff going around on the internet about like how his playstyle was. There'll be videos and whatnot. Go and watch them. Perhaps what sums him up was two seasons that he was at Stoke, perhaps the two more successful seasons. It was at Stoke, 1974-75 and 75-76. He was in the PFA Team of the Year for both of those seasons. Yeah. And it, it's worth remembering in that 74-75 season, we were only four points off finishing top. <laughs> you know, so that, that sort of highlights how good we were at this point or at that point. And I think we, the, I, I know you're a younger generation of fan, but he was hugely charismatic as well, not just on the pitch, but off as well. Like the closest sort of modern player I could probably relate him to is someone like Arnie, for example. Right. You know, he he was such a he was really charismatic in terms of how he carried himself around the pitch and how he played and how he performed. He was equally as enigmatic off the pitch as well. Um, but there's been lots about his um, love of drinking, for example. Um, <laughs> he loved going out into nightclubs until the early hours. Um, even owned his own nightclub at one point, I think. 
But despite his sort of off-field enjoyment of his lifestyle, I think he only missed two or three matches um, out of nearly 150 odd games. You know, so he, he was an enigmatic market. Oh, there we go. Oh, I knew. I knew. I said before we started. I said to Ben before we started this podcast, I needed to change that word. But basically, he was, he was a hugely charismatic player, um, but equally as consistent on the pitch and quality on the pitch as well. Oh, you're so close, Martin. That's I know. I was, I was. I was flying. Man. I said he would be right once. And I got overconfident. <laughs> yes, indeed. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, Alan Hudson, just, just again, so uh, it's a shame we didn't win something else at that point with him and the team because, as you alluded to in the first part of this episode, like one of the best Stoke City teams of all time before it was dismantled as part of the Butler Street stand collapse. Again, I'll touch on it. We could have really been onto something had it not have been for that and and. You know, have to sell players like Alan Hudson, who was one of the best players in the league in the country, surely at, at the time. I think he basically played his football exclusively in that in that sort of best category of English football. It it was a shame to to have to let players like him go. Yeah, and you know, we spoke about the Butler Street stand roof collapsed one of the only episodes, but just to re- sort of emphasise, this was the kind of player we were having to sell off to sort of deal with the financial ramifications of that. So, you know, Jimmy Greenhoff was one of the first ones to go. Um, Hudson didn't go for another 12 months or so. But it, it sort of highlights how, bit by bit, what was a team that only two years earlier had nearly been challenging for the league title would just had to be dismantled bit by bit. Um, and within three years, we've been relegated. It's it's almost like we've seen it before. As Stoke teams have been slowly dismantled, you're looking at players like Asme Begovic, Stephen Zonzi, Mark Ranautovic, players like Glenn Whelan and John Walters leaving. Perhaps on a slightly different scale, but certainly, you know, that's the sort of heartbreak it was for Stoke, wasn't it? It really was. And like I say, Alan Hudson was almost a the jewel in the crown, the Anoutovic, as you were saying, maybe charismatically as well. So certainly that type of iconic player for Stoke as well, that fan's favourite, that that match winner, gone. And that's sort of maybe the modern day parallel we can draw, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hudson was sort of this free spirit on the pitch. Uh, and the reason why he played some of his best football for Stoke was that Tony Waddington, the manager, gave him a free role. And he, he trusted him to play that free role and gave him a bit of a free reign on the pitch, which got the best out of him. But absolutely, you know, it's, he encapsulates uh, what was probably one of the best, probably one of the best ever Stoke City teams at that point in time. Um, something that looked, a team that looked like he was about to achieve something special. Uh, and then... The weather comes and moves it all, basically. Typical Stoke. Typical way. Typical Stoke. <laughs> uh, don't be sad because it's gone. Smile that it happened, right? Something like that anyway. Absolutely. I mean, we're fortunate, aren't we, to, as a club to have had this point where we had the likes of Hudson oh, um, yeah. and Greenhoff and Banks, you know, and Eric Skills and people like that, Petrick and Conroy and all these hugely influential legends of our club. 
you know, we're, we're fortunate, or at least a generation of fans are fortunate to have the chance to see these guys in action. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm right in saying that Hudson is is the last specific player that we're covering as part of this advent calendar. And and it's nice to sign off on a player that was, you know, perhaps one of the best, certainly at his time, but certainly one of the best we've had. Again, nice that we had him in the first place. No need to be too sad that we didn't get more out of him than what we did. And with that, let's close day 21 of the advent calendar. Once again, Martin, thank you very much. We're nearing the end now. There's only a couple more episodes to go we both worked very hard to get these episodes out to you and i know that you just volunteered to do this after after no no prompt or nothing else you were happy to do this and and i'm really grateful you are because you're able to add so much meat to the the bones of 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 what's been a really enjoyable series for me so far and it's a shame that there's only a couple more to go just a reminder to everybody else listening that we are running a fundraiser alongside this advent calendar and we are running into the final few days of that fundraiser actually is going to close at the end of this month, December. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, if you would like to be recognized for a donation through that fundraiser, then please get your donations in before Christmas Eve. And I'll be sure to recognize you on the podcast for the episode on Christmas Day. Leave anything, you know, if it's a couple of quid, if it's a pint's worth, that'd be great. You know, you're doing something great for the Donna Louise, which is the charity that we've chosen to raise for. So yeah, any donations will be really appreciated towards that. And then of course, you as a Soap fan can get involved with this podcast as well and have your own episode of the Wow 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 Files talking about your Stoke City story. Listen to the back catalogue if you're not sure what we're talking about. The link to get involved as well to the fundraiser as well. You can head to the wowwowwowfiles.com slash get involved and you can be on the show just like Martin has done and is doing right now. But that's it for day 21. Thank you very much for listening once again. And until the next one. There's a need to 40 or.